0: So somebody asked me, how do I get my staff, my team members, to follow instructions and do their job properly? What the specific scenario was, I'll break this down. This was a client I was working with who owns uh, three fitness studios in the UK. He's done really well. He started with one location when he started working with me over a year ago. Now he's up to three locations. And of course now, with more growth come new challenges. So... Most fit pros struggle for a long time with generating consistent leads and sales. When you fix that problem, like I showed this fit pro how to do in the first month working together, that was no longer a problem for him. But then, of course, his next problem was he started taking on staff and, you know, you you get that inevitable uh, conflict with the staff that they're not doing what you need them to. And you think, I'm just surrounded by idiots. Why can't they do simple things? So let's break that down and look at what's happening here. So <clears throat> the first thing, this is this is really like most things, this is partly down to mindset, it's partly down to strategy, and it's partly down to systems. These are the three things that make up uh, most success in your company in most areas. So if you want team members that are the right people, that they're loyal, reliable, high-performing, productive, then it's down to getting those three things right. The right systems, the right strategy for recruiting and leading, and the right mindset. Let's talk about mindset first of all. If you are a team leader or you plan to be very soon, the first thing you have to adopt is a mindset. Where I see most gym owners and PTs go wrong is that when they first start hiring people, a lot of the time they basically treat their staff like partners rather than employees, particularly if you hire freelancers. Now, we'll talk about in the next part, we'll talk about the strategy of recruiting and why I I don't recommend hiring freelancers, but we'll talk about that in the next step. But the first problem is if you hire freelancers, you hire coaches to come in and take some of your sessions, and you pay them per hour. The mindset is lacking. There's no leadership. There's no structure in the company because generally freelancers are not team members. They're not there for you. They're not there for your company. They're there purely and selfishly for themselves to basically leech onto your business. And I can tell you firsthand that a lot of freelancers eventually where you know they, they have no loyalty to you, they have no allegiance to you. and the minute they decide that they want they want to go across the road and and attempt to take half of your client base, they will. And most of them don't even think of it as a bad thing because the industry is so uh, you know so wild west out there. Uh, it's just hard working with freelancers because they have they have no culture or community spirit, and it doesn't serve your company very well. They're useful if you need cover, you need some emergency backup, you need someone to come in, just give a good workout. Sure, you, we, there is room for freelancers, <clears throat> but your your main staff, I would highly, highly, highly recommend you employ on payroll. And you get people that are 100% committed to your business working because they get a salary from it. So your mindset, first of all, needs to be that of a leader and a mentor and a boss. Meaning a lot of fit pros have this guilt complex. They bring a freelancer in or they bring an employee in even, but they almost feel guilty having the employee do the work that they're doing. And they feel like they shouldn't get paid more than the employee or they still feel like, well, you know, I'm not working as many hours on the floor as this employee. So she, he should get paid more money than me. These are not business partners. It's not a competition. You're hiring staff because you should be reducing your number of coaching hours because the business needs you to step into the managerial role. And yes, gym managers get paid more than gym trainers, even though gym managers don't take sessions. So you need to detach this mindset that tells you that your value is tied to to the number of sessions you do, or even that your value is tied to uh, that, that, that value only comes mostly from delivering sessions. You, if a trainer deserves 20 bucks an hour for coaching a workout, you as a manager deserve more than $20 an hour for doing things that don't involve teaching a workout. And you have to get your mind around that because the work you, you do on the business is going to bring more clients in, improve profitability, going to give more jobs. That stuff is actually worth way more and makes more money than actually delivering a workout. So you have to get your head around that first and realize that as you move away from coaching, you deserve more money, not less. And you shouldn't feel guilty for taking money for non-coaching tasks. Uh, And that's a big thing I see in the industry. So don't treat these people like partners or equals to you in the business sense, because they're not. They're working for you, They need to be held accountable to roles and things like that. And that brings us to the second part, which is strategy. So most fit pros have a hard time with their staff. Nobody listens to them. Trainers won't do what they want. Sometimes trainers will say to me, I've hired this coach. He he does the workouts, but then when I want him to do Facebook content or check in after hours with with my clients, he won't do it, or he keeps forgetting, or... He says he'll do it tomorrow. And they say, What would you, they ask me, What would I do about that? If that was a staff member who who uh, refused to do those tasks, how would I manage it? And I tell them very simply, He'd be fired. And the Fit Pros say, What? You can fire him? He, he did all the sessions, he, he just didn't do the, the Facebook follow ups. How can you fire him for that? And it's very simple. I can fire my staff for that because when they came into the company, their job description was agreed that they have to do all the tasks we give them. Think of a coffee shop. Think of Starbucks. If you are a barista at Starbucks, maybe you have been one. I've I've been a barista at a a coffee shop back in the day. I was not paid just to stand by the machine and pull cups of coffee as much as I would have loved to have been. No. No. I also had to restock the fridge. I also had to clean out the bins. I also had to cash up the tills. I also had to uh, you know, just do inventory checks. I also had to answer the phone. I also had to clean the tables. So my job wasn't just that of a barista, or I didn't, ident- you know, Starbucks doesn't identify its its baristas as you're just the person that makes coffee. But gym owners and PTs do make this mistake and they hire a trainer and you basically give that person that you hired uh, a sense that their job is just to train sessions and anything aside from that is somehow beneath them. So what you need to do is change the strategy to employ what we call team members. Same as in Starbucks, you're a team member. Serving coffee is one of your roles. But you also have to do the other things we talked about as well. So our, when we when we have a job description that is very clear, it says here are the roles as a, as a team member at our gym that you're gonna be responsible for on each shift, opening up, you know, turning on the security systems, wiping down the equipment, stocking up the fridge, contacting um, maybe ex-members, uh, doing nutrition calls, posting in the Facebook group, Whatever we need them to do, it's well agreed and clear that that's their role as a team member. They don't get paid just for doing the roles they like. They have to. The agreement is you do all the things we need you to do on a shift, and in return, you get paid a salary for that. If you don't do all the things we've asked you, we don't really have to give you a salary because that's the agreement. So it's very strategic in that you purposely hire with the intention that they're a team member, they you review the job description for them, you let them know all the tasks you need them to do, not just coaching, but also client retention, and maybe some basic admin or some basic gym um, maintenance, you know, equipment cleaning, setting up workout stations, sorting out the music playlist, whatever it might be, and then they sign to that, that's the job agreement, they sign before they start working with you, and you let the, you let them know very clearly what are the consequences or accountability for not following all the steps. It's very simple, but that really is just the expect setting the expectation right gives you a better quality of team member. The second part of the strategy, like I said, is employing someone rather than a freelancer, because again, as someone, some an employee has a different mindset to a freelance self-employed person. Uh, someone who's employed generally wants to commit to a company. They want more job security. They want to put more hours into you. They don't want to run their own business. They don't want to do all these, take all this risk. And these are really the assets that you want to grow with. So we find overall employed people are more loyal to the company. They put more hours in, they do whatever they're asked. They stay longer. They, uh, and then you know, once you um, help them grow in the company and give them more skills, they they retain a lot more. Plus, another great thing about employed people is generally they don't have as much experience as freelancers. Meaning, the freelancers usually come in thinking they know it all. You can't teach them a thing. They want to do the workouts their way, not your way, and so on. And Your employees, however, are more moldable, more coachable. They want to learn the ropes from you. So there's less ego involved. They're more coachable. And you can get them doing it your way. So that's a touch on mindset, you as a leader rather than a partner. And secondly, we talked about the overall strategy of employing the right types of employees. The third part of this, the final part of getting team members to be reliable and high-performing and consistent is your overall operating systems, the systems and structure you put in place for them to work on. So even if you have the right person with the right attitude, maybe they're not getting the job done because you haven't made the, the system clear enough. A lot of the time, we overestimate or we underestimate, sorry, like what we know, and we overestimate that somebody else could pick up and do it like we do it. But again, you might have 10 years experience in the industry, coaching clients or setting up a workout circuit or doing follow-up calls is obvious to you. But if you're employing someone who's 19 years old and has just started in the industry, then it's not going to be obvious to them. Even if they they work out themselves, they've trained in a gym maybe for a few years, but they haven't operated a gym or been a trainer, these things are not going to be obvious to them. So When you make, first of all, you have to, you have your job descriptions laid out. If you've got your job description with all the tasks that person is going to be responsible for, then you need to make an SOP, which is a standard operating procedure for each of those roles. So if you've given them six things to do, you're going to deliver sessions, you're going to call up clients who didn't turn up today, you're going to post in the Facebook group, you're going to do some member shout outs. Uh, whatever it might be, you're going to produce some content for for the members, then you need to write out an operating system, like a checklist or instruction on how step by step they need to do that. And so number one is having a job description in place, so they know what tasks they need to do. Secondly, is having an operating system for each of those tasks, turn it into a repeatable, predictable formula, and make it as drop dead simple as possible. I recommend making your systems as if you're writing it to an alien or to a five-year-old. So again, you're going to write, it's going to be very simplistic. You might think it's too simple because it's obvious to you, but it's not obvious to them. So you need to be very clear, very simple, very specific. For example, you would say, you might just put down, you might have said, hey, um, uh, answer all my emails, answer all the client emails for me. And then you're pissed off because they only answered a couple of the emails or they answered them wrong or it took them too long to do it or they said the wrong thing. When you should have had a better system in place that is simple, clear, specific and says, hey, from 10 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., go into the email inbox. Here is the link on the computer. You click this file. You open up the emails. Um, organize the emails into the ones that came in last night, which are of high priority, and then the emails that came in today, which are of slightly less priority. Start with the emails that came in last night and need a response. Uh, Aim to keep every response to your email under five minutes of writing time. If it takes you more than five minutes to write an email, you're probably talking about gibberish. If you don't know the answer to write back to the email, look at our FAQ folder document or text me or whatever it might be, right? If you don't know how to respond to an email and you can't get hold of the information, save it or forward it to my address and I will answer it for you. Like you've got to have simple explanations, deadlines, instructions and backup options for someone and that way... That person now knows they'll do all the emails in 30 minutes a day. They'll answer the right people. If they can't answer the email, they'll know what to do with it. So just that simple example shows you how much more better your team are going to be if you just have some simple uh, systems in place. The final thing I'll touch on then is you need a system in place to progress and develop your team members. They need to feel like they're growing professionally and personally by being part of your company, you need to develop them uh, and add value to them. If you appreciate your team members, they appreciate in value. So you, you appreciate your team members, meaning they're worth more money to you by giving them constant training, giving them books to read, uh, you know, you mentoring and leading them, not just in professional skills like coaching, nutrition, mindset, But also give them personal skills, help them with productivity, help them with stoicism, help them with mindset, help them manage their personal finances better. If you just grow them as a person and teach them some of the skills you've picked up that maybe would have benefited you to know 20 years ago, then you have an obligation uh, and it's a good idea to give these skills to your team so they're learning the life lessons with you. And they, they become more productive people, they manage their money better, so they haven't got to keep asking for raises all the time. You get them thinking about long-term plans, identify, help them and mentor them and put a plan in place with each employee saying, hey, where do you want to be in 90 days from now? Where, As this company grows, where would you like to expand into so that we can keep challenging you in a good way, we can keep growing you and we can give you more responsibilities so you can make more money. And they'll tell you, hey, I would love to manage the gym one day, or I'd love to learn more about sales, or I'd love to be a head coach, or I'd love to make more content online for people. Find out what skills they want. Make sure that that their goals are lined up with the company objectives, as in, if, you know, make sure that you, you find the things they want to do that also benefits the company, Uh, and and is going in the direction that you want to go as a company as well. So for example, if you plan in a year from now of stepping away from coaching and you want a head coach in place to take care of all the program design and and, and client retention, then if one of your employees wants to become that person and be the, the senior coach on the team, that's great. That serves the company objectives. So you then figure out where they want to go. Does that Coincide with company objectives. And when it does, then you identify the skill gap that employee has. What soft skills or personal skills and what hard skills do they need to learn to cross that gap and take that role? Then you work out a plan, a deadline, and say to that person, hey, so you need to work, if you want to be the, the senior coach, you know, we need to get you maybe a couple more certifications, we need to get you trained up in whatever precision nutrition or whatever philosophies you might you might use we need to get you more coaching experience we need to maybe help you understand macros a bit better and program design periodization Uh, and so then you get to work on identifying how you're going to help that person cross that gap a mix of probably stuff that you'll teach him um, and also maybe some external help maybe you'll give them some courses and books that helped you or put them on a course pay for them to do a precision nutrition certification, for example. And then you identify a deadline and say, hey, so if we cross these gaps and you get these skills, and I think you're ready within 90 days, then we can start looking at getting you into that senior coaching position. As long as the company at the same time is growing enough that it has enough money to pay him to do that, and you have other roles to step into, then that's how you start growing the company. This keeps your team members focused on a goal. That keeps them loyal to you. So you invest this time and energy into them, but they stay with you and allow you to grow and scale the company. That is how three steps, mindset, strategy, and systems, you get the best people on the team who are loyal, predictable, reliable, high-performing, and productive. Hope this helps. Ask me any questions below. Connect on Instagram with me and we'll take the conversation further from there.